In this episode, we're going to discuss crafting and using values in Star Trek Adventures. This is STA Engage. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, as always, Dr. RPG, Jeff Harvey. In the last episode, we talked about ways that you can improve your game through better storytelling. Um, if you missed that episode, go back and check it out. It's definitely worth listening. We covered a lot of ground in that one. Um, in this episode, we're going to talk about ways you can craft, explore, and use values in your game to tell a better story for your personal character and for the story as a whole and immerse the other players in, uh, in the atmosphere of the game at your table. But before we get into that, uh, let me introduce my co-host, the implacable, placable, sorry, implacable, uh, Michael. Uh, <laughs> oh, just say just... relentless. Just say relentless. Just say unstoppable. <laughs> yeah. What's up, guys? I, I, I got to be implacable. I got to be relentless. These so many continuing mission fans are demanding content at all times. And you put out a lot of content. I have noticed. Um, I, I've always paid attention to the website, but I didn't pay attention to who was putting out articles until recently. And I'm like, wow, okay, you put out a lot of a lot of content. Yeah, I'm I'm one of about four of us who are constantly pushing stuff out, including fans. We love posting fan stuff too. So right, all right. Well, this show is a, a way to help fans of Star Trek and of role playing better engage with the Star Trek franchise and the Star Trek Adventures game, as well as the community as as a whole and at large. Um, this show is brought to you by the letter A, the number seventy nine. I'm not sure why I did that one and the support of people like you. So like subscribe, share and support us on Patreon. Uh, you can find out more about the fine folks that sponsor the show and help with the show together. Like our team over at studio Tembo, the fine folks at continuing mission STA.com and our primary sponsor this season, adventure Inc. Just follow the links below. Uh, let's start uh, with the book's definition of what a value is before we get too deep, right? So values are short phrases or statements that describe attributes, beliefs, and convictions of a character while directives are mission-specific values shared by the entire characters, by all the characters on the mission, right? Um, when a character is created, the players create a statement that describes the attributes, beliefs, and convictions of that character. There are not, these are not simple opinions, but they, they are fundamental structures of the character, uh, morale, uh, sorry, morals, ethics, and behaviors. Um, you can think back to what we talked about earlier with goals and motivations uh, in episode two. Uh, there are also things that define the, who the character is as a person and why they believe the way they believe and what drives them during struggles and hardships. So uh, what are values then? Um, these different goals and motivations, but they, they do work hand in hand with determination. Yeah. I like to jump it in. Let's, let's frame it a little bit. So some of the values might sound like suckers for a pretty face or married to the enterprise. So as you can see, you know, they kind of a little wide berth. They can go positive or negative, right? Right. Yeah. You can use values to help guide your role-playing. Like for example, a doctor uh, with the value of first do no harm, uh, you can provide not only a wide range of potential conflicts, uh, but also the ethos of the character and, and what drives them to be the doctor that they, that they are. Yeah, that's a popular one. I think it's important for people that also understand that values also can hinder judgment or expose bias and, and prejudices that the character may have built up over their, their, their time of character creation. It could blind them to possibilities or impair their judgment. So 
I think that we're going to talk about that. I think that's one of the most fun part of, of values. Right. So how do values work, I guess, is the next one. So mechanically, it's fairly simple. Uh, characters' values can take, uh, can help a character in difficult situations. Uh, whenever a character is attempting to do a task, uh, which one of their values would apply as an advantage, uh, you can spend a determination point and do one of the following things. The, the most common, I think, is probably the perfect opportunity uh, which is you basically roll, it's like rolling a die, but it's an automatic one, which means it counts to two successes. Right, right. And then the other one, of course, is again, they look at the value and they all of a sudden have a moment of inspiration where they can reroll all the characters' dice in the dice pool. I like to think of this like, hey, I remember in the past I had this experience and now they can throw that, spend that determination for a moment of inspiration. Right. Uh, you can do a surge of activity. Uh, the characters can uh, immediately perform another task. So it's kind of like having a second wind Good. And of course, make it so. You can spend that determination and the character can create an advantage that applies to the current scene. That's a real good one. Yeah. Uh, and if a character is in a situation where one of their values would make the situation more complicated or more difficult, the game master can offer, can offer the players one point determination in exchange for a complication. This is one of the best parts about values, in my opinion. Um, you can gain determination that you can either use immediately or bank uh, using it immediately does have some tie. There's some things that could work with that. So, right as a player, you have to remember you don't have to accept it. You can actually reject that complication. Also, right. Um, once you agree to it, though, you've got to live with it. That is that is the complication that has happened in the story. Um, that's the bones of it, but that really is just the surface. And we really uh, probably the least interesting part of values, in my opinion. Um, so. Let's talk about how to craft values. Mike, you wrote a really good article about this over on continuingmissionssta.com. Um, so why don't you take the lead on this one? Okay, I will. So, 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 you know, after playing the first few games through values, I saw, okay, these are not lightweight things. These are super major plot drivers during a game. So I broke it down to four things you should do when you're creating your values. One, don't be a wimp. Two, create conflict. Don't avoid it. Three, own your past. And four, if the value is weak ass, you can actually change it. Negotiate with your game master. The story is very important. Um, I think about the don't be a whip. Uh, wimp, don't be a whip, that either. But don't be a wimp um, point is, you know, you could say something like, I get angry when I see injustice. Okay, that's cool. But how about injustice? Punch first ask questions later. Now, all of a sudden, you have something that your game master and, and yourself can actually play with to create conflict in a scene, which is, of course, point two is creating conflict, is your values shouldn't necessarily be politically correct from a federation standard. I say that they should be something that maybe that thing you don't want to state in a room full of ambassadors and diplomats, some grudge you're holding. It's not, it should maybe make you a little ashamed. That's, that's where the value should be too, that in the wrong situation, someone could push your buttons and things could go south. Um, again, during character creation is when we make our values. This is where you can have a value associated with your past. So that's point number three is own your past. And I always think about that time when Picard got stabbed by the Nasikins. He learned a lot when he lost his heart with that. That was That's a great value, like don't mess with Nasikins and there's a reason why or hold your temper, you know, and, and creating something like that is owning your past. So that's a good opportunity. And then finally, the fourth point was if the value isn't really working and neither you or the game master are really using it a lot, change it, vamp it. Go back to number one, don't be a whip, create, create conflict. So those are the four steps we have to, to have some really fun values on our team. 
And I would add that you want to plan for your growth also. Think ahead to what new values you might take in the future and if and when you change them uh, going forward. I think it's super important to make sure that you you have character growth in that capacity. Um, which brings us to uh, how do players use values? Um, one, I think, is you have to work with your game master, as you said, to craft a compelling scene uh, not not only a compelling value, but a compelling scene that can highlight your values. Yeah, yeah. I think about like frame, you know, we want to volunteer complications into the game. I think about seven of nine and her value might have been something like, I know better than the entire crew, which mm -hmm. would lead her to commandeering the, the Voyager's computers. Now that's a great value to have that you can throw into any time of the game to create some conflict. So you want to really volunteer those complications um, yeah. with those values. Yeah. You can also look for ways to challenge your own values. Um, if you have a value which would affect things negatively in a scene or in a, in a scenario, you can challenge the value. Um, you can immediately gain a point of determination if you do that. Uh, and then it crosses out the challenged value, obviously, um, which you'll have to change later. If you have two values that apply in a certain situation, one positive and one negative, you can, you can actually do both. You can challenge the negative value uh, challenge the value negatively and you can immediately spend that point of determination that you got in some positive value way. Yeah, exactly. Really, really good mechanic there. And again, mm -hmm. those values are really guiding our role play, right? So it gives you a sense of depth. That's why I say create them at the point of character creation, make them very provocative. And whenever you read them, they should highlight your goals, your motivations and or your flaws. When, yeah, so if you, yeah. If you don't read your value and they don't do that, start again. Yep, and those are all things we talked about in episode two. So if you missed that episode, go back and check that one out. Uh, we talk a lot about that stuff. Um, you can also work with your GM to come up with an episode that'll highlight one of your values or more. You can, you can use it to showcase or to challenge any aspect of your character and who they are and, and find that method of growth right there. Yep, yep. Values have to change over time. If they aren't, if, if you're getting through one session and at least one of your characters hasn't altered or changed their value... I doubt we push people to the limit during the story because, you know, again, it reflect values reflect the character's story arc, their growth. Yep. Um, which is a good time to discuss how a value can be used by a game master. Um, Mike, you wrote another killer article on how a GM can highlight or showcase uh, characters value. So uh, take it away. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I wanted to uh, make sure that, you, you, as a GM, you have to understand the player's values. So I remember I had one of my players came in and he used some Shakespearean quote for his value, which I didn't understand. And, and I was like, no, this isn't going to work. What's the base motivating factor behind that quote? What's the issue? Wherein doth the conflict lie? Um, so, so as GMs, you need to, before you start the game, really get down to the nitty gritty, make some notes about what that value means. Um, and then what I do is I review my current module. So as I look at the module and I look at my current players' character sheets and their values, I'm like, okay, where can I stir up some conflict? Where can I push their buttons on these values? Where can I throw it into their face? And they don't know it, but I know it. So that's one of those episodes, again, where maybe Chakotay is starred in the episode or Tuvok is starring in the episode because he's been paired with Neelix and they have conflicting values about what professionalism means. I look for those moments and that's where I really create my stories. Um, it makes great for side stories too. As you said before, I could just place one entire story about challenging one character's values and that makes for a really rich game. 
Yep. And then um, after that, just let things explode. Let people have their <laughs> conflicts. <laughs> yep. You can listen to your players and work with them to create interesting complications in the moment too. Um, remember that complications are conflict beats in a story. Like as you said in another episode, in a previous episode, brick walls, right? Yep. Um, they need to be dealt with in one way or another. They have to be dealt with. Um, and as storytellers, we want players to accept the, the complications that we give them because it adds more conflict and challenge to the scene and everything builds on conflict. So uh, when working, so, so you can work with the players to get the best possible story beats uh, and, and the most exciting collaboration that you can manage. Um, a good example. What's that? Yeah. I just want to say again, just to your point, um, look at those values, create that complication out of it. And it's something they have to get through in order to work through the game. Yeah. Yeah. So some key takeaways from all of this is that uh, anytime a value is challenged, it should and ideally must be altered to reflect character growth. Yep. And also you want to put them in a place to drive the narrative. So they have to actually get through, they can't avoid this conflict. They're going to have to actually work through it in order to get through the game. So it's going to really give them new avenues of role playing um, and open up the breadth of their character. Yep. So we powered through this one, but my final thought on the topic is um, don't be afraid to use your values positively or negatively. Um, if you find out things about your character that you didn't know, that's, that's exciting. Um, accepting the organic growth of your character through the use of values, the framework that defines your character's goals, motivations, and flaws. Uh, it's an easy, it, this is easily one of the most rewarding and immersive things that you can do as a player in any game. Uh, it doesn't have totally to be Star Trek. Agree. Yeah, totally agree. Um, so on that note, uh, we're going to call it a wrap for this episode. Uh, next time on STA Engage, we are going to talk uh, a li about life aboard a starship and ways that you can um, use the monotony and routine of life aboard a starship or life in the Federation uh, to add a little extra flavor to your character's story. It's going to be a two-part episode, so stay tuned next time for A Day in the Life or I Read the News Today, Oh Boy. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I love the Beatles. Until then, uh, you can find links to some other great articles about values in the Star Trek adventure, uh, in Star Trek adventures, um, including the two by Mike uh, that we mentioned earlier. You can find that down in the doobly-doo. Um, if you like what you hear and you want to help the show grow, uh, share this episode with one of the person who might enjoy what, we, what we're doing. Uh, it doesn't matter if they play Star Trek or Star Trek fans or just role-playing fans. Uh, I think this show has a lot to offer almost anybody. So yeah, share with I think one actually person. it might be even uh, for those getting new into the game, just watch this video. So people have a better definition of values and yeah, and absolutely. Be better with character creation. Yeah. And the values are, are, are one of the most critical parts of the game, I think. And it's, it's super important to nail your values immediately not immediately, but to really nail them because they're going to be the, the backbone of your character. So, Anyways, I'm your host, Dr. RPG Jeff Harvey, on behalf of myself, my co-host, Michael Dismuke, and everybody that works behind the scenes here, live long and prosper. Indeed. <laughs>